Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 277 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do, and that's talk about video games. Every Thursday, oh, I stole your shit. That's okay. I mean, I, I, we, just, we just go with it. Let's go, go, go. No, 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 no. I can't do well, that to you. This is you can't this, do that to this me? might be the spoiler. This might be the last episode of the year and I'm going to I'm going to take your spotlight. I'm going to take your 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 part of the script where you first introduce your voice to new listeners. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do that. So you know what? I'm going to run that sentence back starting from the comma. Starting from the comma. I'm not going to start from the all beginning right, cuz right. I think this from is the comma, from the run comma. on run on sentence, but uh tuning into us tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what's that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Thank That's you, right. thank you. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, your substitute teacher, Arsene Lakpa. Hello, everybody. It's me, Arsene. Um, I'm here for your, uh, to replace your teacher. He is out sick. He actually was attacked by 15 rabbit squirrels um, and is currently in the hospital. So if you guys could please, we're going to go ahead and go through attendance. We're going to take names. Um, so everybody, please sit down and we'll take names through the course of this episode. Thank you so much and uh, enjoy the episode. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, he is your teacher because we will be doing some grading today. We're going to do mm. our year in review episode. This is going to be one big old long episode uh, looking back on all the good, the bad of the year and kind of giving our, our grades for the different publishers, the developers, different events and stuff that, that went down this year. But before we do that, before we even jump into our uh, updates, our personal updates, the Insomniac League. Insomniac got hella hacked. Um, Ransomware. I I mean, cr- like crazy amounts of data from what I'm hearing got got snatched up. Like I'm I'm seeing leaks about all sorts of things. At least, like not even gaming leaks. I haven't seen any gaming leaks. I don't want to see any gaming leaks. I don't like to see pre final version footage of any game because I don't want that to give me any expectations or spoil any experience. I want the first time to experience a game to be like when it's as polished as possible. So that's one thing, but I'm very curious your thoughts about this because what do you do in this situation? Right. I know, I think in most cases, the obvious thing is, Hey, we don't negotiate with terrorists. You guys took it. You guys are asking for money. Even if we gave you the money, there's no guarantee that you're going to, you know, be good stewards of this data and just throw it away. But, but if you know that so many of your employees, like super Mm -hmm. personal data has been taken, do you, do you take pause and like think, okay, I know I don't want to be that guy to enable these hackers, but all of my, all of our employees, like I don't know, passport information, social security numbers, credit card, whatever they might have, is out there to protect them. Do we just pay the money, or is it just kind of like we fucked up? Our employees are fucked, uh, and we're just gonna have to bite this bullet and deal with the that the the fallout. You know, I think you know this is from my own like personal belief. I feel like you should do 
whatever you can to protect your employees. Um, but, you know, the point you just brought up of, you know, you don't know whether or not they're going to, you know, hold up on their end on the bargain. So that, you know, I hadn't considered that before, you know, coming into this, I was already, I was on the team like, hey, Insomniac should have been paid this ransom. Like, you know, obviously I think it sucks to negotiate with terrorists here, but like you got to protect your people. You got to make sure you, you know, keep your company loyalty up. You know, it can, I feel like it can severely, you know, hinder your future projects going forward. If people don't have faith that they're going to be protected working for your company, how are you going to hire new talent? How are you going to keep your, or, you know, retain your current talent if you don't protect them? Uh, so that's, that was my mindset coming into this. But like you said, like if they if they were gonna release this information anyways, or you know, and potentially maintain like keep this information, and you know, do God knows what with people's social security like you know information, you know, could be sending it out to like you know, dark web whatever people for people like to you. just use. Yeah, for people like me, you know, I love credit card, <laughs> uh, you know, numbers. Right, um, right. You might as well. <clears throat> it sucks to say you might as well say that two mil. Mm. <laughs> I think you yeah. might as well say that two mil because it's just like damn if you do damn if you don't i feel yeah. in this situation because you can't really trust the people that already they already stole from you bro <laughs> right there you, <laughs> yeah i mean fool me once can't fool me again so exactly i mean the interesting thing about it is i think a lot of times these hacks are done not by an individual but by a hacker group that is mm-hmm. their mo is to hack request a ransom they're like pirates essentially you know, they're, they're going to pirates have a code of conduct, uh, to some degree, but for the most part, they're scoundrels. All right. Um, <laughs> and I think the only like thing in my mind that says, okay, maybe you can trust them is just by pure logic, right? If you're a hacker mm-hmm. and you <laughs> ransom off these motherfuckers, and this is not a one-time thing, you are an organization that hacks, that's your whole thing. If you get them to pay and then fuck up their information. You can't hack anybody ever again. Cause like that's the no gate. That's so <laughs> the no- true. The negotiation no longer works. Like, that because it's so like, okay, true. you, f- you fucked this t- company over. Now it's just all about taking you guys down. We're not going to pay your shit. Cause we can't trust you with, with the, with the agreement. So, I mean, that's the one aspect. But yeah, I, I didn't even think you. about that side either. Wait, I mean, it's I tough. Mean, <laughs> it's tough. I, I just thought about it as you were talking. So yeah, but if you think about it that way, you <laughs> might have to. You might have to go ahead, which leads me to believe. I mean, obviously, I know the legal team and Insomnia had to have been like the higher ups had to have been aware. Like we're just a couple of guys here, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure these people who are taking these, these things very seriously, who are personally affected by this, had to have considered this as an option. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that they didn't, you know, follow through. I mean, two million. Well, I'm gonna say two million to drop in the bucket, but based off of some of that information, mm-hmm. I don't know how much we want to talk about the lease. <laughs> but some of that leak information might not be as much of a drop in the bucket as you would think for a major uh, game company. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately what it comes down to, and as sad as this sounds, I I really don't think that. Insomniac, which ultimately bubbles up to PlayStation, uh, and I think this more falls in line with Sony and PlayStation. I don't think they really give a fuck about paying to protect their employees because correct, yeah. I like why it seems like the right thing to do, but as a corporation, we already know how these corporations roll. I think you pay to prevent your 
the impact to your of your to your business from being more than the two million that you have to pay. And if you can do that math that says, okay, like they hacked us, they have these assets, these assets could be used to undermine our business or like we need this to be private for business reasons, stock purposes, X, Y, and Z. I feel like they may have considered to pay it. The fact that mm. it is customer information and obviously there's leaked, you know, gameplay footage and plans and stuff. That doesn't really matter. Like games change, Nails plans data change. And... You know, a lot of the stuff is stale. The only thing that's probably not stale is the em- employee data, uh, to be honest. So like, and, and, you know, there might be some, a few story beats and stuff, but I'm sure they're thinking how many people are really going to fucking see this, right? What really is going to impact us monetarily? What is going to hurt sales? What is going to, uh, put the company in jeopardy and I don't know what is contained in the leak. They probably, I mean, it's already out there, but at the time of mm-hmm. the ransom, I'm sure they probably knew and they probably did the math and said, yeah, yeah. Like people will figure it out. We'll do some little employee, you know, pizza party program. <laughs> yeah, oh. pizza party. Uh, you know, they'll probably say, Hey, you know, uh, you were one of the people who they got your fucking data. It's on Reddit right now, so uh, we'll go ahead. <laughs> we'll go ahead and give you fifty bucks to change your social security number or whatever. I don't even know how that. I don't know how that works. If I was an employee, I'd be heated, bro. I'd be. Oh, for heated. sure. Yeah. I'm very curious to know how this hack happened, because if it was like a lapse in security overall, like just Insomniac security protections were shitty that's very terrible i know hacks can always happen where it's like all right one motherfucker clicks the link on the email that motherfucker had admin privileges on one account and now (laughs) they fucked everything i know it can happen like that that's probably the most common way it happens but yeah these things are definitely not okay um and i feel like sony has been (laughs) the target of like hacks before i feel like years in the past I, have, I, yeah. I feel like i remember them being hacks and the customer information uh payment information maybe getting out they need to get it together over we're there, getting man. a free game out of it back when i was like 12 years old <laughs> that's crazy like, okay, you, you sure. know what was going on your mom your, whole, know. <laughs> your mom's life flipped upside down because they got her credit card information i had no idea not your problem Mm-mm, i got a free game you know one more thing that I was just I just thought about related to you know the whole like you know weighing of the pros and cons of mm-hmm. whether or not you should uh, pay out these hackers based on you know I did briefly mention before you know some of the sales data that got leaked yep. you know earlier I don't I don't want to get too into the weeds about it but it's just just crazy thinking that like getting your sales data leaked like this that I feel like I don't think it was public before Mm-mm. like isn't that something that could affects you know stock numbers your shares of like mm. like your i don't I feel think like... so because like even though the sales numbers are not public uh-huh. the i mean you have to report your overall company growth in certain sectors right so we know mm-hmm. that playstation has grown in software and services by x percent but we don't know what is the result of that growth right so i think we can we can comfortably assume okay like they'll tell us, hey, subscription services, compl- you know, contributed to this percent growth. Games and software contributed to this percent growth. We can kind of assume, okay, Spider-Man release, they're probably running the, they're probably doing the heavy lifting because you know, obviously, that's one of the best-selling IP of all time. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think the granularity here, I think, is more. I think it gives more perspective for people inside the industry 
for fans, for fanboys, uh, and I would say for competition to get insight on the inner workings than it does on like stock. Uh, because Got I mean, you. Like, sure, uh, Ratchet and Clank may have not sold uh, incredibly well, but I mean, if they still go up in profit, it doesn't necessarily matter where, where it comes from. I mean, I guess it does because investors want you investing in the stuff that's going to make more money, but mm-hmm. um, that's neither here nor there. Um, before we move on, there's been this debate online about mm-hmm. do we cover the leaks? I, like, I've seen people say, hey, we as GameSpot, we are not going to cover these leaks, right? It's not right. Uh, like we're taking a stand. And anybody that does cover the leaks... How fucking dare you, all right? How fucking dare you? <laughs> IGN's over here. Got they already I woke up. They already had about damn near 12, 20 articles talking about <laughs> look right here. <laughs> Will you believe this leak? This this look this at this the leak? free alpha footage. Like, damn, these motherfuckers. I know somebody got woken up in the middle of the night talking like, yeah, you, you're gonna have to churn these articles out. Um yeah. so what is cause I, I feel like it is very weird to me that this is like this is the I don't I don't I understand like obviously nobody wants to talk about people's personal information getting leaked. Nobody's gonna obviously share how to see other people's personal information. But when we talk about like you said, sales numbers being leaked, I don't really see how this is any different than any of the other leaks that are being that have been covered in the past. Like um I think the argument is mostly like, hey, you know, a lot of people are hurting right now it doesn't feel right to profit off of these leaks like when they were obtained in a malicious way i understand the sentiment mm-hmm. but i think the stance should be applied a- across the board right because like in my opinion if you're saying that you sh- you don't want to talk about leaks because of the human impact regardless of how the leak happened even if Microsoft fucked up and uploaded their whole things, the devs have nothing to do with that. And they're impacted, you know, the same way as if you are covering, you know, whatever else. Like, of course, obviously there's the human component, the, 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 you know, the personal details, but I think, I don't think people covering the fact that, you know, X, Y, and Z game didn't sell well correlates closely enough to hackers being like oh yeah like they're covering that that ratchet and clink didn't sell as well as they thought (laughs) we're gonna get them again we're gonna start we're gonna start hitting everybody it's like the hackers care about stealing personal data or stealing data and selling that data for profit that's pretty much all they care about i don't think hackers care about news coverage or anything like that they're literally trying to make the transaction and trying to if the transaction doesn't go through they dump the data and the fallout is the fallout. I don't think they really care about who's covering what. So what do you, how do you feel about, you know, do you feel like, okay, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Uh, what's your, what's your standpoint on the, on the leaks? You know, I think, you know, throughout the day, I've been kind of going back and forth, seeing, you know, varying opinions about, uh, you know, this topic. And I think I've kind of landed on the side where like, Hey, you're just talking about it. It's not like you're, you know, I don't think it's right for, you know, if you were to go and be like, oh, dang, look at these leaks here, everybody. Like, wow, mm-hmm. look look at this, like, pre-alpha footage. Wow, 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 it's here. Like, don't, di- like, dive into it in that sense or, like, dive into, like, oh, these are people's personal details. But to bring awareness to, like, an event that occurred, I mean, that's literally, like, 
isn't that what news is for? Like, I mean, like news yeah. covers all things bad, all things good, and like they profit off of it, obviously, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever way, shape, or form. Like, people are always reporting news on everything mm-hmm. in the world. So, why is like why would this leak be any different? I think like why would it why would it get any special treatment? So that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm of the same mindset. Like I am one who is like staunchly against like game asset leaks. Like if you are showing footage of a game that's incomplete, like I know some people want to see that and sure that's fine. Uh, and that could be of interest to certain people and not in a malicious way. Just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is cool. I, I, I want more information about the game. I personally, like I said, don't really care to see that. I didn't look at it for GTA 6 when that major league happened. I'm not looking at it here because I want to see the product presented to me, you know, in the way that Insomniac or whoever wants to present it to me. That's one thing. But in relation to everything else, once again, I agree with you. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of tragic things, especially this year that happened in the gaming industry. Uh, People getting laid off every fucking week. People are profiting Mm -hmm. off of this news, you know, just like anything else. Like people's lives are getting destroyed because companies can't make right financial decisions and people cover the news because it is news and they profit off of that. And I don't think they're profiting, profiting off of that in a malicious way. It's just, that is the topic of the week and they cover it. And I think, that this case is really no different as long as you don't actively highlight things that are hurting a development effort specifically. Like if you're like, wow, look at this mechanic and Wolverine. Like I really am super excited about this. When you know that the game development process changes drastically, I feel like hyping up your audience to expect certain things out of a game and kind of misleading how the development process would take. I think that is harmful overall because it's not like you're reporting. If you don't contextualize it right, I think it can do a lot of harm. But I feel like everything else, the genie is out of the bottle, right? Like mm-hmm. when we talk about the next PlayStation showcase, right? I think it's it's like it doesn't really make sense to pretend like we did not see this information like we saw the insomniac roadmap and we have an expectation of like when these things are going to come out so it's not like the next playstation showcase is going to come out and i'm like "Mm, i don't know i I wonder if insomniac's going to make you know like a pirate game this year i want i really hope we see something from them it's like what i'm not even i don't want to play dumb just to play dumb it's like we know we might as well talk about it as we get the information because we're going to talk about it down the road anyway it's like same thing with the NVIDIA leaks, right? Like, that whole list came out. We got all about and, that. Man. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. like, leaks are being talked about all the time. Like, we got the <laughs> Xbox leaks before. And it's like, once we have the information, that just clearly factors in directly to how we, um, you know, speculate and, and talk about the industry as a whole. So, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll talk about it today because I think we have other things to talk about. But mm. I think it's very clear that, hey, Anybody that hacks and anybody that does anything for ransom, kind of a dickhead, you know, very much a dickhead. Like, who does that? It's just weirdo behavior. But um, Genie's out of the bottle now, unfortunately. Go hack, you know, go, go hack for good, bro. Go hack people yeah, that, like, some, deserve to be hacked. white hat hacking? Yeah, be a yeah. white. Well, I think white hacks are, like, the protect, like, the... 
Oh. They like te- I think they like teach you like in the sense oh, they of like tell you, know, you the vulnerability or? Yeah, like vulnerabilities and shit. Okay. I need okay. we need the black hats who are willing to go hack like actually like evil motherfuckers. Maybe okay. that maybe white hats fall fall under that category, but like know, I never see be... them. Yeah, anonymous. Used anonymous. To be... I don't know. They I fell like... off, bro. Yeah, they did fall off. You figure it out, man. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways. That was the Spider Man leaks conversation, I'm sure. As we, I mean, it might play into our, you know, PlayStation grading uh, discussion a little bit later today. But um, how's your how's your week been? Let's let's go back to the personal aspect. How's your week been? Let as, let me get into this week because it's been a little bit of a doozy here mm. since the last was it Tuesday that we recorded last Tuesday. We started to start us off. We went. You know, I had my birthday last Wednesday. Um, and honestly, it's crazy to think about. Uh, uh, I'm 26 now. I feel like an old man, even though I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm nah. still in my 20s. So, uh, but we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Boo, boo me how all you want, Grandpa. You. Boo me all you want. You. Uh, I'm starting to feel my age, I guess. Something like that. <laughs> Shut uh, your ass up. <laughs> but no, I had a good time on my birthday. Uh, Anjali surprised me with a little, uh, you know, early morning breakfast. It was oh, quite okay. a little vibe. Um, a very weeaboo themed like birthday gifts i was oh, okay. not expecting so many what like japanese as <laughs> i was, I was like oh it? dang okay so you know I, I think i mentioned that i uh asked my mom for a gundam so mm-hmm. i was like all right bet let's go we got we got the gundam uh that's a dub then i also asked for uh a jojo art book uh so that's already you know we're already two for two japanese then Anjali uh goes out uh grabs me some you know nice little snacks from h mart you know, okay. H one is all ages stuff. Oh, I was like, dang, no. okay. She got me a big bottle of sriracha because oh. I mean, you know, the sriracha lord, I was, I don't know if you were aware, sriracha a was uh there was a shortage. I did hear So about this is basically this. a flex right here. She got me a big ass bottle of sriracha, like of the you know, the real brand, not no no not no off brand stuff. It was okay. the real deal. So I was like, All right, excellent. We love to see it. Um Bottle of Ramune. I was like, okay, shout out. Oh, and then, and then what, a case what are, of what soju. What are their views of you? They they think you can walk around. You, I feel like you must be walking around. I was talking about Konnichiwa. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> I guess it's, it's probably oh, because no. I keep talking about goddamn Jujutsu Kaisen every week. <laughs> every week I'm like, babe, babe, can you believe? <laughs> Go, Gojo. <laughs> Gojo. She's probably like, I don't know what this motherfucker is talking about. Let me just get him some fucking yeah, soju and shut his ass up. That. Yeah, he'll be all right. So that was the birthday. And then we went to uh, a nice little fancy, uh, like, European steakhouse type place. Spent way too much money, but we had a great time. It was over in uh, uh, on Howell Mill, nearby Georgia Tech. So that was pretty okay, fun. Okay. Um, the following day, we uh, I had to go get up early in the morning, head over to the old house, the new house. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we had a chimney sweep coming in. My man uh, right, rolled Santa up. Claus ass. Okay. Santa Claus ass, he came in 9 a.m. He was like, all right, let me let me get your chimney swept and fill in the cracks in your chimney. I was like, thank you, sir. So he was sitting there Wait, working hard. Work. So what's that mean? Did he go down there and went in the no, chimney? There, there's no way. No, they don't do it like that anymore. They're not the, like the little, <laughs> the little uh, Oliver Twist. You yeah. got some, like machine. He's sitting down in the bottom going, <laughs> oh, like, no. you know, like it's like a basically like, a, I guess, a long ass brush. Then okay. he's sending up in the chimney to get it nice and cleaned out. So I was okay. like, all right, bet. Thank you so much, sir. And he was like, hey, bro, 
you got to get this shit fixed. You got to get this re- like your your bricks replaced. And I was like, oh, bricks replaced. Oh, Damn. He said, yeah, you can do it like next year, or like in two years or something. But it's got to get done. I was like, all right, sure, whatever, bro, whatever. So I sent him on his way. Then I was sitting around waiting for the uh, what was coming next? The refrigerator. Mm. Um, while I'm waiting for him, I was like, dang. I got to measure inside to see if I can fit this refrigerator through the doors. Oh, God. It fit, it fit through the it fit through the front door. Cannot get into the kitchen, bro. What? Because so, <laughs> the kitchen doors are like about five inches too skinny oh, with the no. doors on. So I have to get the doors off. So I was like, hey, y'all can just take the doors off real quick, right? He was like, dang. We only got 20 minutes to deliver this thing, bro. Oh. If you had just told Costco, like, you know, ahead of time. Then, you know, we could have sl- uh, slotted you in. I was like, dang, so I didn't think about that. So I said, hey, bro, just drop it. Just just bring the fridge in, put it in the living room. I'll take care of it. So I got a fridge oh, in the living God. room. I'm going to take care of it this oh, Thursday. Lord, uh, Lord. So I'll tell y'all how that one goes next week. We'll see. Hopefully I get. Hopefully I can feed my family because if I don't get this shit figured <laughs> out on Thursday, what's my family going to do, huh? Yeah, that's gonna a start. good question. Yeah. So I gotta absolutely. I gotta get this shit figured out on Thursday. Um and yeah, then afterwards, that next day after Thursday is the fifteenth. I was on a plane, head up to Boston mm. for a friend's wedding. So I head up to Boston. I'm like, let's go. First time in Massachusetts. Let me go ahead and rent a little car. Mm-hmm. Worst decision of my life. Oh. Never drive in Boston. It's crowded as fuck. Yeah. It's crowded. The roads don't have lines on them. The people are crazy drivers. Yeah. They got they got like uh, you know how when you see a uh, stop, not a stop sign, but like a, a, a red flashing, light, right? And yeah. it's like flashing yellow and shit. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, let me go and stop. That's not what that means up there, bro. It means you got to keep going. Um, I'm like, I was like, what? Like, I'm slowing down. I'm looking around. I'm like, there's no cars. Like, why? Like, what, do I do I go? And I was like, all right, I go, I guess. Oh, yeah, you do then go. I, see I think well, it's you like do a go, caution. but it's like you caution. Yeah, but like, yeah. The way that these motherfuckers are driving, they were like, nah, bro, you just keep going. And then, like, maybe it's a caution for the other people. And I'm like, well, why? Oh, God. Why am I, like, here? And there's so many crosswalks. And I'm like, I got to watch out for people. Uh, but the good the good news of it all, uh, of ice driving, I would say, your boy decided to wild out with the chase points a little bit. I got oh. an Audi. I was whipping okay. in an Audi through okay. Boston. Um which you know, it was good to be in. Terrible decision though to be in Boston because I'm sitting, you know, <laughs> right. I'm sitting in traffic, you know, stop and go. I'm like, dang, I'm trying to, <laughs> you know. Um, so I couldn't take the wheel. I couldn't uh, let the Lord take the wheel. I had to, you know, do it. Uh, just go at a, a normal pace. Mm-hmm. Finally, the next day, I went with uh, my buddy R and uh, his girlfriend Tori. Went to Salem, Massachusetts. This is the day of the reception, by the way. Okay. But in the morning time, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting too excited talking about Boston. Uh, in the morning time, we went to Salem, Massachusetts. We got a little bit of breakfast. We went around to all the witch stores. I bought a witch hat, you know, all okay. types of shit. Okay. And then I got my fortune told. Oh, and I was okay. like, ooh, okay. Let me go and get my fortune told. Waste of money, bro. Definitely oh, waste of money, nah. you know. I was like, I was like, okay, let me try and keep an open mind, you know, because Angelique's gotten her fortune told before. I was like, maybe, you know, I get a, I'll get a good person this time. Mm-hmm. It was straight and all, but I was just like, come on, bro. We could do a little bit better than that. Like they're, t- they're telling me like, oh, yeah, you're anxious about money. I'm like, who, me? 
I got my the guy bag. Who just bought bro. a witch hat? Yeah, the guy who just bought a witch hat. I got I got my bag. And then she's telling me, uh, yeah, you're gonna have another child in a year. I'm like, don't wish that. Don't you wish that don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. That's why I wanted oh, to tell her so bad. Nah. But you know, so fortune teller was kind of a miss, but hey, it was fun to get one in Salem, Massachusetts, in the sure. witch capital of the world. We went to see all the other like, you know, witch uh like a witch house and all this good stuff so that was pretty fun then it was finally time for the wedding we are you know we show up everybody gets dressed up we're vibing we're throwing back the drinks uh me and my buddy we go we uh to one of the it's it's an open bar so we go to one of the bartenders named jim jim is the absolute legend bro he's just you know he's shooting the shit with everybody he's having a good old time so my buddy Justin, shout out Justin one time. He's like, "Hey Jim, can you give me give me a little cocktail, just something light, you know?" So Jim's like, "Hmm, all right, let me go ahead and get you a little Malibu breeze." And so he makes a little Malibu breeze. It's just like a regular cocktail, right? But then he calls it. He gives it a special name. He says it's Jim's Malibu breeze, straight from the Bahamas. And so like uh, me and my boy, we're like, we think it's just so funny. We're, I think we're already like two drinks in at this time. So you know, we're you know, we're just finding everything silly. Yeah. So like, oh man, Jim's Malibu breeze straight from the Bahamas. <laughs> so then we go, we're we're sipping on it, we're like, dang, it's pretty good. You know, it's a solid drink or whatever. Yeah. We take them back to, you know, the rest of the boys. We're like, hey y'all, y'all gotta go to Jim right now and go get a Jim's Malibu breeze straight from the Bahamas. And by the end of the night, everybody's on Jim's <laughs> Malibu breeze straight from the Bahamas. We were trendsetters. We oh, sitting there dancing man. on the floor. Or not dancing on the floor, you know, dancing on the dance floor. We're having a good yeah. time. Everybody goes back and forth getting Jim's Malibu breezes straight from Bahamas. And I gotta say, it was a great uh wedding reception. Uh we didn't just drink alcohol. Right. Uh, we also had a nice little dinner. Shout outs to Yunje and Vivian for getting having your wedding ceremony and reception. It was a beautiful time. So That's right. Yeah, that's uh that that was my week. Like I said, it was a very that's beautiful jam packed week. I had to, you know, I had to I had to let y'all know. We had a lot going on. And it's only gonna be more busy. As we uh, continue into this next week with uh, moving Let's plus move Christmas on. Eve plus Christmas and oh man, let me tell you, it's gonna be a so, whole thing. I might I might even see you within the next week. Possibly Maybe not. It'll probably Possibly. be after. Wait, are we even? We're not recording next week. We might be no. recording next week. I mean, probably not. Mm, probably not. When probably do you move? Uh, in two days. Oh, okay. So you're, you're already moving next week. Yeah, I'll already be moving. Oh, so yeah. theoretically, then maybe. I guess it's it's a slim chance that we could possibly do the podcast in person. It's a slim chance, yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, well, we, we could probably sort something out. For sure, for sure. Well, what about you, man? What you been up to this past week? I've been chilling, man. I've been chilling. Uh, Amanda left yesterday morning, so... Uh, she's out of here? She's out of, the... she's out of here. Uh, she'll be back on the 26th. Um, and I'll be back on the 28th. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be chilling. Um, we, you know, wrapped up some end of the year goals for us. We finished Peaky Blinders. We finished the entire series. It's finally over. Great, great fucking series. Shout out Tommy Shelby one time. Uh, you know, crazy ass journey, crazy ass journey. I would highly recommend it. Six seasons, six episodes each hour, each episode. It was a fun, it was a fun little ride. Shout out Peaky Blinders. Had a little like 
friends get together, a little Christmas special friends get together over the weekend. We all had like these little homemade uh, spring wraps. So you like, you get the little spring wrap paper, put your fillings in there, put some lettuce in there, peanut sauce, some meat, mm. wrap it up. And that was the dinner. So you, I, I ate maybe like four, four of them. Everybody had like four, five of them. It was a good time. Who, wait, good so time. who brought the, who provided the spring, like the, the food? Like the ingredients, uh, so we had a friend, Desiree, who made like some meat, uh, some pork to put in there. They also brought like uh, some lettuce and stuff. Amanda brought the veggies. Uh, we had homemade peanut sauce from somebody else that came. So it was, it was a good I see. That's pretty clean. Good. I like that. I like it was pretty clean. Was was pretty clean. Um, yeah, overall good. Just been watching JoJo. I've uh, been watching JJK. Let's so, go. It's been a good time. You made it through the end of part three, the most iconic part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. How does it feel being on the other side? Pretty good. Pretty good. I will say. I mean, is it the best thing I've ever seen? No, not at all. Uh, there, it is good though. It is, it is entertaining on like a there base level go. that's hard to describe. Like just, just kind of like turn your brain off. I know how, you know, basic, uh, Caucasian people, no offense, not trying to start any race wars here or anything like that. Basic Caucasian people love to turn on the office and just watch that shit all day long for whatever reason. They may have seen it four or five, six times. They turn the fucking office on and it just makes them happy. Now I'm getting into the groove where I'm like, hey, I don't feel like really doing anything right now. Let me just turn an episode of JoJo on. Let's go. Let me just see what these clowns are doing today. Like this That's morning, it? we got a scam artist, a scam artist making this guy think he killed his cat. And now his stand, you know, makes you feel guilt. And like now they have guilt to like somehow down, yeah. have to reverse it. And it was just like. This man is just scamming to these Joe and the scammer level scamming, making people feel guilty. There's levels to this. And, you know, it's just just dumb shit that is like, I don't have to retain any of this shit, really, to any significant degree. It's not like I'm watching Monster and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to pick up on that or they're going to reference it in three episodes. It's like, Mm-mm. yeah, this is some Scooby-Doo ass shit. It's very simple to understand. And I can just leave with a smile on my face and keep on going about my day we go baby that's that's part four that's jojo for you man <laughs> basically every other anime i watched this year you know you end the episode and you're just thinking about that shit you gotta talk about it it's just like dang this changes everything jojo like my mind is fucking blank when them credits were all like hmm, that was good and i just go about my day think about <laughs> it's shit. peak bro it's peak <laughs> so uh yeah that that's where i'm at and now that amanda's gone uh, i don't leave until friday night so I will be gaming. I will be gaming day in and day out. Uh, today was my last day of work. I'm officially on vacation. So I'm about to play Ooh. God of War, uh, roguelike mode that I talk shit about. People are saying that it's actually good. So I'm like, okay, I'll what eat my you words. talk shit about it? Uh, when it got revealed, I was like, I'm tired of roguelikes. I, I wanted a story campaign DLC. Oh, okay. I want no damn fair, roguelike okay. mode. This is coming off the Last of Us roguelike announcement as well. And I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I just I just don't want this. But people are saying that, hey, there's some story in there. You know, I think you said I remember the first time we talked about it. I think it was off camera or off uh, podcast. And you were like, yeah, I immediately got spoiled. 
like two seconds after oh, it started. Yeah. I think I saw a YouTube video <laughs> and I saw the thumbnail and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess fuck me then. So we just put we just put in fucking end game shit in the thumbnails. <laughs> like you guys sick of me. We're talking about the fucking PlayStation leaks. We're talking about ethics of reporting on fucking business slides and stuff. How about if you if you're those motherfuckers, a game comes out. And you say all the cutscenes compiled into a three-hour video, and the thumbnail uh-huh. is a fucking some shit that happens in the last hour of the Less game. Less ten minutes. You deserve life in prison, you motherfucker. You deserve Get life your in account prison. Ban. The game has been out for a day, and you're over here putting the ending screenshot, the the big reveals in the thumbnail. How'd you go fuck yourself, man? Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, let's get into the main meat and potatoes of this episode. I told you guys it was going to be a long one. We're combining the um, the cool down into the main episode because I think we deserve to have a big uh, final jamboree episode to end off the week. So people can, you know, stop the episode here, come back next week. So it's like, you know, it's like they got two <laughs> episodes in one week. But uh, I wanted to do like a little review. Like we're still playing some stuff. You're diving into Baldur's Gate 3. I'm diving into Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and we're not quite ready yet to do our game of the year rankings. But I think we are ready to do like a end of the year review. Um, talking about, you know, not necessarily was this the best year in video games. We might touch on that in our game of the year episode. But let's let's see where everybody is. Let's see where the state of gaming is um and i want to first start off with our publishers those are like the big umbrella corporations uh that we can easily kind of grade talk about what we like what we didn't like x y and z so let's start off with uh let's start off with nintendo nintendo um we had obviously the big breath of the wild announcement uh we also had the metroid prime trilogy remaster was it the whole trilogy just the first game metroid Metroid prime Prime remaster um yeah pigment four uh and then we have other things mario, mario wonder mario wonder we had the mario kart dlc finishing so nintendo um had a pretty decent cadence of drops um i feel like mario wonder and zelda are probably the two big tentpole titles that really stand out in people's mind when you reflect back on the year but what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on how nintendo did if you had to give them a grade what would your grade be but what are what are the things you liked what are the things you didn't like and what do you hope to see next year i think nintendo did pretty i think they were solid you know i can't really fault them you know just just basing it off of like my initial gut you know reactions here my gut feelings on thinking about nintendo I can't fault them for anything, really. I think they had a pretty decent pacing. Um, what was it? The, the, or the beginning of the year may, may have been a little slow, um, but we did have Metroid Prime Remastered that you know re- people you know kind of raved about. Um, even though I mean, hey, it was just a remaster; it wasn't a remake or anything like that. But the fact that people enjoyed it, I think that you know does uh, wonders for Nintendo. Then you know, moving into that, uh, then we kind of got into a, a semi cadence, I guess. Like if what do we have it's four games that released throughout the year if you kind of mm-hmm. break that up into like consider like one per quarter mm-hmm. i mean what more do you need from a major publisher like that and i think they were all like high quality nintendo products that were put out then you sprinkle in like you know whatever other little t- uh, minor nintendo bullshit that people care about you got a solid year so nintendo I I don't want to give them an A because I won't give them. I'm not going to give them an A because it's not like they 
went above and beyond. So I will just give them a B. It's because they they met requirements, uh, maybe even a B plus. They met requirements and they delivered very solid products, but they didn't do anything that I think like they weren't like, oh my God, just the best of the best for this year. Uh, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to up you. I'm giving them an A. I'm giving them an A. Uh, I think, although I didn't, I didn't really play a ton. Like, you know, when we talk about the percentage, I played Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I've played Mario Wonder. Um, but I think overall, like Nintendo had a pretty blemish free year. I think Zelda was a very strong release, uh, that honestly, if they had only released Zelda, um, I think that they would have been in an all right place. I'm not saying that they would have been a tier, but if they had only released Zelda as like a big title and then supplemented it with stuff like, you know, Metroid prime or like, uh, you know, fire emblem engage or whatever, I think that would have been fine. But the fact that we also got the Mario wonder and the pigment Four release, <clears throat> I think that in the context of this theoretically, or supposedly be, being like nintendo's last big year on the switch i think this mm. is a pretty hefty year thinking that uh, assuming that they are basically throwing out their final scraps to the audience right because i think next year at some point we're going to get the announcement of the switch too and then we're going to be all eyes on whatever the release tiles are going to be for that that console who knows switch 2 might launch early 2025 instead of 2024 like we expect only time will tell but with that expectation that the, the switch has been out for however many years now and we're winding down on it. I think that this was a very solid year. I don't think that all of the games were technically, you know, really my jam per se. I think I would end up liking Pikmin 4 a lot, just didn't get around to playing it. But uh, I think Zelda, obviously game of the year contender easily. Uh, a lot of people have been asking it and are excited about Super Mario RPG. A lot of people were excited about the Metroid Prime remaster. So I, I think they did a good job giving a lot of people what they want without having to invest a lot on their dev side, um, while also giving basically everybody as a whole new experiences. So uh, shout out Nintendo. I mean, in terms of what I want to see with them, uh, see them do next year, I think the easy answer is like nail the Switch to launch. Let us know what, what this is going to be. I hope it is a appealing upgrade, um, and I hope in terms of launch titles, we get a Super Mario Odyssey 2. If we get that, then I think I don't really have anything else to ask from you guys. Um, and as for what they did wrong this year, I don't really have any complaints. I don't have any major knocks on on anything that they did. Like in the past, I feel like felt like they've had some dry years. This year was not one of them. I think they did pretty well. So. They didn't bring us Metroid Prime Four or Arms Two, so I that's mean, true. That's th- I mean, Arms Two, you know, that'll Man, be a lot probably for the rest of eternity. So, I get it. Anyways, <laughs> going on to the <laughs> next uh, publisher, let's go to let's go to Xbox. Uh, let's go to PlayStation. Let's go to PlayStation. PlayStation had a few. Re- how many releases the PlayStation have? They had a couple. Um, so I'll, I'll let, let me see if I can find the PlayStation releases. Mm-hmm. PlayStation exclusives, twenty twenty three. Uh, okay, I think I don't even know. Okay, I think this is it. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me your opinions. 
Uh, I'm looking at it right now here, but now I'm, when I think back on PlayStation this year, I don't know, man. Like the the games we got were solid, but the cadence, I don't know if it was there. I don't think it was as strong as uh, Nintendo. Um, maybe I'm missing some off the top of my head here, and I'm trying to pull up like a, a major list here. Um, but the only ones I can think of are like Spider Man and Final Fantasy. Am I missing something? Forspoken. Forspoken. And then is that it? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Mm. You got that? I wasn't thinking about that one either. I'm going to say it's a weak year for for Sony. I mean, I obviously know, you know, people like F- Final Fantasy 16. You know, obviously we were had a bit of a differing opinion from some of the masses, I would say. Um, but that's okay. It doesn't matter what, you know, us two Joe Schmoes are talking about. People like the game and it did and I think it did well um uh, for Sony. So, that was that's a good that's a positive for them. Spider-Man 2, obviously everybody loves Spider-Man, so that's a positive for Sony. But when you think about it, that's literally two games that are only in the only in the second half of the year. Then like what, Forspoken, which people were, you know, shitting on the whole time even from before it even came out. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, which is a DLC, which was solid, yes, but it's not really a full like game experience, so it literally just got swept under the rug. Like, hey, I forgot I continue to forget that it uh it even came out. So I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think Sony did what that well this year. If I'm just thinking about those four entries, what's your yeah. what's your what's your grade that you would give them? I'm gonna give them a C, bro. I'm gonna give them a C minus. Okay. Oh, C minus. Dang, yeah, get a big crazy. minus on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you want to see from them next year to boost that C up? Honestly, just try and match uh if they just match what Nintendo did in terms of like that, you know, release like, you know, schedule, then they'll be good. You know, just give me four games spread out across the year, maybe even three. If they're three like super, like like the the best games ever, give me three games across the year. That's all I really need to see. But I just need I, we need more content, and I think you know we've had this conversation before. Where we're talking about like okay, well we're I think we kind of feel like we're, uh, you know. Just like looking around like that John Travolta meme at mm-hmm. um at PlayStation, just because we don't really know what they got in their bag. Um and some of the games that I think that we know are kinda coming, they're kinda like, eh. They're all right. Like Stellar Blade. I thought that looked cool, but like it's all right. Lost Soul aside, that could still be vaporware. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So sure. we'll just have to see some games. That's really what we want to see. Uh, I, I, I'm debating on what my grade should be, so I'll, I'll hold off on that. But mm-hmm. I am in a similar standpoint or position as you, where I say, uh, I personally didn't have a ton of reasons to turn on my PS5 for PS5 exclusive things. Like, obviously, we played Street Fighter. We did the game show on Street Fighter, so we <laughs> yeah. played that there and. Maybe some other stuff I don't quite remember, but it was really Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a big plus for me. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it is just more Spider-Man. I don't think that it like really 
push the next generation conversation that much forward because it did felt like feel like just like a polished upgraded version of the previous spider-man uh i mean i did like that the there was there were no loading screens like everything felt super snappy and fresh and it it felt Mm -hmm. like there were no barriers to my experience which was great but yeah overall like i think final fantasy 16 like you said was a plus overall like for the brand the playstation brand and like most people enjoyed it so that was a and i did beat it so you know i'm not gonna cap here i did beat the game so despite (laughs) my opinions on it you know i played it to the end it wasn't you know bad enough where i dropped off uh so it's it was an okay year uh also you know closing out the year with this god of war roguelike mode which people are saying they really liked for free was a nice extra touch um last of us i, I mean yeah is that drop yet though oh the yeah last did... of us part one remaster came out this year right and oh then the, the last of us dlc i think might come out next year i don't think it's out yet yeah last of um, us part one is canceled bro i mean I, I like what they did it looks visually good but like it's canceled bro like it's canceled like get it off of my screen i don't want to okay, see that shit okay. no more bro bring, bring me into a new story fair enough fair enough uh and then i guess playstation also has the added benefit of like if you are a console only gamer uh baldur's gate 3 could only be played on playstation up until like a week ago which is a big plus for them uh mm-hmm. but overall i think my biggest problem with playstation this year is like whatever they say when they come out and say stuff uh is very concerning like whenever they talk about the future plans for PlayStation, everything I I feel like maybe sixty five percent of the shit that they're talking about is is shit that I don't want to hear about. VR coming out and like anytime they talk about VR this year, absolute dog yeah. shit. They basically confirmed to me they are not like invested in this vision of PSVR two. I don't have any hope that any PSVR two you know transform transformational titles are going to come out anytime soon i don't think they're going to put any of their studios to invest resources in that because i mean horizon call of the dawn horizon whatever call it was, of the mountain call of the mountain that came out kind of kind of fell on deaf ears and since then people didn't I like have, it people didn't people said it was mid and uh since then haven't really seen any hard playstation commitment to stay invested in in this ecosystem so that's kind of a bummer obviously the single playstation showcase that we had was super focused around live service fair games uh Mm. you know marathon and one other one who even cares bro i mean it's just like none of this stuff is exciting coming off of playstation a couple years ago that was constantly giving us back-to-back bangers of like hey man new ip from uh sucker punch ghost of tsushima you guys are sold because this idea is fucking clean off rip first time we show it to you it's clean like we're coming back with a second horizon forbidden west bigger and better than ever you're sold like everything is bigger and better every time we come out with something i feel like i don't currently see that vision uh from playstation i don't really see I see them trying to get away from what I think has got them so much success up to this point. And I don't see any commitment to continue down a path of innovation in terms of, you know, single player IPs like they did the entire PS4 generation. Like I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
now that uh, now that I'm thinking about it, with the recent you know leak information, sorry to bring us back to that. You know, yeah, no, all no. that information showing uh, that these games that we know are you know beloved in the PlayStation community, some of them aren't as profitable as we thought they might have been. Could that be the driving force for why they're wanting to get the, the like they just want that money to you know kind of make up recuperate for some of these losses because you know we've got these they've seen okay live service games can be a way to generate revenue mm-hmm. I'm thinking they might be in a spaghetti situation here they're just trying to throw shit at the wall see what sticks you know obviously not all of these live services are going to stick but maybe one of them will have a pseudo Fortnite effect that can allow them to kind of, you know, generate a little bit of revenue to stay, you know, on the up with and up. it, on the yeah. up and up. Because, I mean, if they're continuing to lose millions of dollars on these experiences that everybody loves, I mean, they, they like we mentioned before, they don't give a damn about the people. They, they want the bag. Yeah. I mean, this is true. I mean, and that is 100% why they're doing it. But also, like going back to the to the sales numbers that leaked like it was clear that ghost of tsushima did very well horizon zero dawn outsold you know uncharted 4 so like from a you know like sales perspective and a trend perspective i feel like they've had way more hits than misses and just Mm. because you know ratchet and clank or whatever it may be may have not you know performed to the standard of of one of their bigger titles i don't think that's a a reason to abandon everything like if i understand they want to get their bag and if they communicate it to us that if they communicated it to us in a different way i think everybody's tune will be completely different right if they said hey we're working on fair games we're working on marathon but we're also working on you know, here's some update on Wolverine or here's another first person, first party game that you can expect coming in and like kind of split the emphasis. It very seemed like it very much seemed like this year it was all in on live service. Like there was no adjustment and it was like clearly you guys built your back off of this one genre and to have that genre like not represented at all really this year outside of like some DLC from the first party perspective. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. And like going into next year, the only representation that we really know of for like next PlayStation first party single player game is like uh, Square Enix title with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are your what are your internal studios working on? Like, I think like the buck like we can't stop here at Spider Man Two. Like, we need to know what the future of like the first party side of things that PlayStation studios looks like. And I understand things might take longer than, you know, than the audience might want X, Y, and Z, but I don't think you can do such a drastic shift and give us updates on all these fucking live service games that don't even have release dates. A lot of time, like fair games. I don't know when that's coming out, but they felt like they needed to show us that, that trailer. Show I feel like first too. Exactly. I feel like they should have <laughs> split it up between live service and single player to show I mean, like you built your back off of that genre. So I don't think it's, I don't understand why you don't just keep feeding the beast that got you where you were. Like, I, I, I don't, I understand exploring different avenues to, you know, boost revenue and uh, possibly break in to a new category of games, live service, but you got to keep sustaining the single player as well. Right. Um, right yeah. So 
I think that part is completely fucked up. And obviously the fact that last of us part two getting canceled or last of us factions online or whatever, uh, getting canceled is also a big, another blow to kind of just undermine the confidence people should have in like this live service push. (laughs) Um, but it does give me a little bit of, you know, hope in that it's good that they are identifying these things early and that they're not, you know, waiting till the game release releases and fails to, you know, kind of reverse course. So, uh, after all of that discussion, I'll give PlayStation, uh, I'll give them a C. I think on the messaging side, like on the future outlook, everything that they've said does not excite me. Like there's very little that I am looking yeah. forward to, um, in terms of like PlayStation first party output, um, at the current state i mean outside of wolverine and i don't really consider final fantasy rebirth of playstation first party output it's just exclusive um but in terms of the games released this year spider-man was good final fantasy 16 were good and those were like two potential game of the year uh nominees for some people so uh i think that that saves it from being like a c minus from in my book uh xbox uh i'll start off here just really quickly Xbox, I feel like, is the the complete opposite of what we just said about PlayStation. I think Xbox messaging and, like, the future outlook for Xbox was excellent this year. Like, we saw Fable. Um, we saw a lot of games that look very interesting and basically are basically starting that confidence that, hey, like, we are committing ourselves to these RPGs and these this first person this first party output in the future. Like all of the studios that we acquired are working on new titles, um, and they have their vision and they're ready to execute on those visions. Uh, like like we talked about last week, Hellblade looked incredible finally, and we're getting that next year. Um, but so on the vision standpoint, I'm really buying into the Xbox vision, but the output standpoint, not good, not good at all. Um, I think if Redfall would have turned out decent, it would be a completely different conversation. But Hi-Fi Rush is like an A, maybe even an A plus on delivery and like overall what that content was for for like the the effort, like having a shadow drop and being it like almost like a very fun, near flawless and, and exciting experience uh, in that moment. Awesome. Uh, Redfall, absolute fail. That was an F. Mm-hmm. And Starfield, obviously, like people were expecting it to be S tier, and it kind of came in at B tier, like C plus tier, uh, which is just like, especially in a year where you're being one to one compared to Baldur's Gate, um, and you have like masterpieces from other publishers like Tears of the Kingdom and and Spider Man Two coming out right alongside it. It just does not look good for this being your tentpole title. Um, obviously they release Forza Motorsport. We don't play racing games, so that doesn't really matter to us. Um, so like on the output side, I would give, I would give their output for what it should have been probably a D, Mm -hmm. probably a D. Um, and their, their outlook and my optimism that next year will be better. is probably like an A at this point. So, I mean, I would, I would slot them right at the same spot as PlayStation right now as a, at a C because, it kind of is basically the flip on what I think about their outlook versus their output, but it's about just as bad if you flip it. Yep. I don't even have too much to even add there. I agree completely with what you're saying there. And I think that they, 
they just need that C, honestly. I think, you know, I gave PlayStation a C minus. Mm-hmm. I think I will give Xbox just a flat C on this mm. one. Okay. So, yeah. Let's talk about some of our favorite publishers here. Do you have any, do you have any like publishers or developers you want to call out that did an exceptionally well job or an exceptionally terrible job, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, I can start off the trend here uh, to kind of set the, set the pace. I think Capcom in particular, say, yeah. <laughs> these motherfuckers are crazy. They, they're in the kitchen, man. And you know what? I saw that fucking Monster Hunter Wilds trailer. That was absolute dog. That's Capcom, right? Yes, it is. All right. That yeah, was dog water. Y'all, y'all ended it on, you know, in my opinion, terrible note. Uh, but <laughs> the year y'all were cooking Resident Evil 4, I don't care if it was just a remake. Y'all cooked on that. It was really uh, good. You know, to have people still talking about that end of the year and have it get nominated, you know, beating out all the recency bias of every other game that came out after it. That's this pretty, game is like, what, how, almost 20 years old? 20 like, yeah, years old. It's old, almost, it's old yeah. as shit. And, you know, it's still highly regarded. So I think, especially when you're making remaking a game that's already well-loved, like, to remake it and have people still, like, talk glowingly about your re- remake and not be hella nitpicky about the stuff you changed, I think that's very impressive. And then obviously Street Fighter Six took over the community for a bit. Like mm-hmm. everybody was jumping into this. Motherfuckers that never play fighting games. We were in there deep, having a great time. <laughs> um and yeah, I just I don't know what else Capcom released. I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but I, I definitely think that they're in their bag. They've been in their bag for a minute now and um I give them an A, like all around. Like the outlook um and the and the output. You know, I might have to drop them down a bit i'm looking at this list of capcom games and it's not as strong like those two uh resident evil and street fighter are definitely strong pillars but like the rest of the games kind of well i'm not gonna lie they what else of, we got the capcom the Mega Man battle network legacy collection okay. it's like straight and all then Mega Man dive okay. offline all right, skip the mega, skip the and mega then man title. Exo Primal, which was straight, mm, but like, okay, I think that kind of it might tarnish them just just slightly. Okay, so, I give them a B plus. You're kind of yeah, right. I, I'm I'm giving them a B plus, but they I think I agree those two uh, powerhouses that they put out really just set them up right for this year, and I think okay. really has uh, continued to grow people's like faith in Capcom. Uh, for the okay. upcoming year so shout out to capcom for sure who else we got um i can't think of anybody who's dropped like any major publishers that have dropped like multiple games this year i'm thinking like or yeah i can't really think what was square doing this year other than final fantasy, final fantasy they had, uh, octopath traveler 2 people really like that i know hmm I mean, I already got burned on Octopath Traveler 1. People say it's different. <laughs> I might try it out at some point, but I just can't. Okay. Uh, who else do we have as a video game publisher? EA. What's EA doing? They did a Jedi Fallen Survivor. Dead Space Remake. I think both solid games, but Fallen Survivor just got old with the performance issues. It yeah. fell completely off the map. Got zero nominations. When I've heard that it's, it's a solid game, I believe it's it's straight. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I don't know, man. I think EA. I play it. 
I still do need to play it. What does EA get this year? C mm. as well? I don't think they have anything else. What what did they what did we say? Death Space? I give I mean I'll once you again I'll give I'll give them a B because I feel like they're going in the right direction. EA okay. over the past years, I feel like has been trending upwards in the in the fact that they used to be fucking they're killing every every game that they get they their hands did. on. They milking <laughs> motherfuckers to death. And I feel like they've turned a new leaf. They got the EA Originals program, which is supporting mm-hmm. a lot of cool new projects. Uh, and I think the Dead Space remake being like one of their first remakes of that quality that I am aware of, that I remember. Um, and it seemed like people love that. Um, but that came out really, really early in the year. So it kind of got forgotten. And yeah, Fallen, Fallen Survivor, I didn't play it. But the performance issues are a little bit unexcusable. But I think from a publisher perspective, I'm like, okay, EA is investing in the right stuff. So I'll, I'll give them that. Um, I'll I'll, go, I'll just go ahead and say it. Ubisoft, these motherfuckers are getting an F, bro. Ubisoft is getting an did, F. Did they release anything this year? I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't. Did they release it? They they released uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mirage. I mean, like and and Avatar Frontier. Avatar. Do it. I mean, I'm just saying, like Ubisoft. E, Ubisoft how is it possible that there's like zero things I'm excited about that you guys are doing in the in the future? I, I actually there's one. There's two there's actually. One. Oh, that's two. You Star go Wars, Star Wars mm-hmm. Outlaws. That's the one. And then the actual, the Prince of Persia game I played yeah. at PAX. That game is very clean, but I don't think that's enough, man. Like, I agree. How y'all let y'all French Assassin's Creed? Y'all let you know eat shit. Uh, Watch Dogs. Y'all let eat shit. Like every franchise y'all had, y'all had so many iconic franchises, and they're all dead. Um, and there's, I have not seen any positive campaigns to revive these things y'all trying to put nfts in the ghost recant cons wildlands or whatever it's just like it's what are we doing there. get your get house help. in order man yeah get some please get some help so uh i am not positive about any future outlook uh, on ubisoft maybe next year they can change my mind uh and i didn't play any of their games this year and none of them really excited me i i, I think an f might be harsh i'll give them a d but I'll give them a D minus because they're they're give teaming, them a D teaming on that. Yeah, no, nah. they they're gonna have to really deliver with Star Wars and Prince of Persia and just like just start cutting some fluff, bro. Like they, I think they're they're in there that EA phase that that phase that EA was in a few years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, they were just like just dog water. Maybe it's his time. Like they're gonna ration the ashes. Maybe that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I'm Any also looking specifically. Or if you um, have, I got another publisher, Activision Blizzard. Um, oh no, man, they, they <laughs> with Overwatch two. I think that dropped this year, right? Yep, Overwatch two. Overwatch this two year, dropped this sure. year. I mean, what are we thinking? And then Call of Duty three or Modern Warfare three, the seventy dollars DLC that gets Oof. roasted. At the, how you get roasted at the Game Awards? That's kind of crazy. How, how you let how you let a voice actor come up to the stage and say, "Ha <laughs> ha, my speech is longer <laughs> than your your campaign." How do you let that slide, bro? Fight Dang. like stand up. You're saying it should have been on site. I mean, maybe not on site, but like they need to do something <laughs> to like you know get themselves back into the the positive light. Hopefully, right. we're hoping that them going under under uh, Xbox's wing will help put them on the right track, but. 
Man. Sheesh, man. Oh, Please just up. free some of these motherfuckers. Please, man. Like, we can't have all these people working on Call of Duty, bro. We just can't. Yeah. Call of Duty, it's crazy because that shit has not, that is not evolving fast enough. Like, you look at Fortnite. Agree. Fortnite is going crazy. Fortnite is evolving at breakneck pace. Like, Call of Duty, we put a Nicki Minaj in the game and, we're, you know, we're high fiving each other. Like, whoa, they put Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj in Homelanding. Whoa, so cool. It's like, bro, we got to do something else. Six like, years. That's what it, I don't uh, care if Fortnite the map is. Verdansk. I don't care if it's fucking whatever the next map was. It all looks the same to me. Y'all got to do something fresh, man. Like, take the map to an Arctic, Arctic, you know, wildlands. And we need like map changes frequently, like Fortnite is doing. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. We need, and I understand it takes a village to do that shit. So I can't, I can't actively ask for people to be freed and also ask for drastic changes to Call of Duty. But I need one or the other. Either Call of Duty starts catching up to Fortnite in terms of innovation or like let's just kind of slow down on the call of duty pace sustain warzone you know keep it somewhat you know fresh uh and then you know slow down the call of duty singular title pace and let some other studios play around and mess around and and bring back life to the activision name bro because they're losing their honor fast yeah I just can't get over this uh the, the Overwatch two situation like just the fact that oh, they, yeah how you got that's just a slap in the face first of all you pro- you bring all these promises you slap a two on the on the title to release the same game that is worse honestly because you get rid of you got rid of old game modes that were solid you get mm-hmm. you change the format from six players to five you get rid of you end up scrapping your pve the thing that you the whole reason why they even switched to did overwatch 2 overwatch 2 like it just it just doesn't make any sense activision at the end of the yeah. day y'all they're not they're not on the right track or activision blizzard to say they're not on the right track y'all got candy crush <laughs> candy crush is your saving grace here that's All probably right. the only way i mean i know they're I making money say, from everything but i will say i will give them the half point of releasing Diablo 4. I know at launch, everybody loved that game. Oh, I forgot about people Diablo. Were hi- okay. People were hyper on Diablo 4, but I know then people are sour because I feel like people weren't liking the seasonal drops or seasonal Bullshit. like content or whatever. Like the items are apparently costing too much, costing like damn near $50, $60 for a horse skin or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but like that part's out of pocket, but... uh. Shout out to them at least releasing it in a decent state, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so quickly on developers. Yeah. Uh, obviously, got to shout out Larian Studios. These motherfuckers weren't mm-hmm. on my map at all. But, you know, we're both in the process of playing through Baller's Gate. And I feel like they are the they're they are the um from soft of this year where they're like, this game is probably one of the highest calibers of RPG you can make in terms mm-hmm. of like this 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 genre of RPG at least so Elden Ring different type of action RPG this is more like a what is it uh CRPG like RPG way yep. more choices and all that stuff and this this thing is a thing of beauty and they're constantly adding patches they're constantly adding more updates over and over again for free so Larian or Larian you guys are on my you guys are on my radar now who knows? It might take another decade for a new game, but shout out to y'all. Um, who else do we have here? 
I'll go ahead and shout out the the prodigal son. Um what was it? Mint? I think they're called the Nexon subsidiary. Mint made Rocket. Dave the Diver. Mint Rocket, yeah. I didn't Why even call him the Dave prodigal that. son. Because of the the, the uh controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up being independent. I mean, I think right. it was a solid ass game. Yeah, uh, it was. I wish I could have finished it, but you it was know. a long game. It was a long ass game, and I got other things to do. But I thought it was a very solid from the experience that I did get to play. Very, very solid title. So, yeah. shout out to them. Uh, Sabotage Studio, obviously. Uh, sea of Stars. Yeah, Fun yeah, title. Yeah. Um, I, I think Sea of Stars took a little bit to get going, but I mean, I still think it was a fantastic game. Nonetheless, shout out them. I'm trying to think, are there any other titles or studios that I'm leaving off here? Oh, oh yeah. obviously, Remedy. I mean, Remedy, the goats. That, yeah, Remedy is, they proved themselves for sure this year. I think they're, they're, they're top tier developer. I don't know where in the rankings, top 10 maybe. Um, I can but, see top ten. I mean, they had already proved themselves with control. Yeah, but they, you know, they doubled down now. I think. Yeah. I think the the test is you always have that one product that's like, hey, yeah, they fucking hit a home run now. It was like, can you do it again? They did again. They very did quickly. it again. Yeah, and they didn't do it again based off of the same engine and shit. They basically switched the whole genre up and still did it again. So, you know what they're doing over there? Um, yeah, I think. That's all I have. Uh, the one thing I will say, Bethesda, y'all need to figure some shit out, all right? Because <laughs> this shit, this shit with Starfield's not gonna fly for Skyrim, all right? We need to Elder Scrolls Six, Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. We need to upgrade our our game mechanics. We need to take it to the modern era, and we need to do stuff that has never been done before. Starfield <laughs> is a little too archaic in terms of like the systems it's it's built on, and you know I have fun with it, but it like compared to a Baldur's Gate, compared to other games this year that really did push their genre forward, like Alan Wake and whatnot. Uh, Bethesda did not do that from like a technical standpoint at all. So, yeah, they're gonna need to uh, pull a Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. switch the whole like you know, take what you think, or I'll, I'll even say like a Final Fantasy fifteen, where you know they completely abandon the um, that was the turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, nonsense from from the earlier Final Fantasy games. You're gonna need to do something that just completely abandons your previous systems and take a risk, take a leap, yep. man. Because they 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 playing it too safe and it's really Wait. not paying off. Yep. We got people making videos talking about some. Yeah, y'all y'all were old news ten years ago. How you gonna let somebody <laughs> yeah. say that about you, bro? You can't that's say you can't crazy. like that. That's insane. So got people in the streets talking any which way about Ty. Any which way about you? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Know. I wouldn't let that stand if that was me personally. But me personally, everybody not say. me. Everybody not me. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So next time we see uh, a Bethesda joint, I better see that trailer being like, "Ain't no way they made this, bro." Like this yeah. is Bethesda. <laughs> I gotta be that. If I'm like, yeah, this is Bethesda. It's that's an L already. If I see them talk to an NPC and NPC looks at me, you know, they turn did a slow turn to to me and they're facing me dead on. I mean, even just the simple, you know what they could do? They could just do the simplest thing where if they just offset the camera off to the side, I'd be like, oh, yo, that's crazy, dog. Like, you know, in the same way that like, uh, 
um, or make the camera more active during cuts, like during like yeah. dialogue, in the like same Baldur's way that uh, Baldur's Gate does. Yep. Just something simple like that to say that we have a new system for our our dialogue, like cutscenes. Yeah. That might be that's enough for at least a little bump. Give these characters some fucking emotion, bro. Like Baldur's Gate, when you run up on somebody, you're like, oh, this is a person, bro. This person got intentions. This person got got some level of a moral compass, either either is bad yeah. or good. Like they got shit going on in their head. And every response you give to them, you gotta think about. Cause you're like, how is this person gonna gonna adapt to what I say to them? Right. Starfield, you're like all right, let me just, hey, 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 let me get the information real quick. Like, this person is basically just a puppet to give me the information to go do whatever I want to do, which is not how you want to be. Yeah. Uh, do better. That's all I got to say. Do better. Do better. Uh, okay. I think that's that's pretty much, I mean, we Armored already core. talked about it. We didn't talk about it, but yeah. Who? Armored Core. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Bandai Sub, Namco. Or... Did yeah, they publish it or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then from developer. Congratulations, from still being relevant every year. They got some, a little something, something nice for us. And I, and I think Shadow the Earth Tree. I have, they saying it's coming. Who knows? But I, I would not be surprised if this shit drops. And it's like a thirty-hour DLC. I would not be surprised, bro. <laughs> for sure. So I'm so ready for that. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Arcane, I know y'all had the historic fumble uh, with Redfall, but just know Arcane had the, you know, they had the goodwill meter all the way filled up. Y'all took a hit, took about 50% off of that goodwill meter. But first of all, Arcane Leon, y'all reputation are not tarnished at all. I still have faith in in, in the Blade game. And Arcane, Austin, I think y'all can get up on, off your feet, hopefully. If not, if the next game is a dud, uh oh. Yeah, I don't know what y'all. I don't know what y'all gonna do. They might have to shit y'all. They might have to ship y'all off to to France for a little bit of you know a little training <laughs> seminar. Boys to France. A little boot you about to learn French, buddy. <laughs> Get ready to learn French, buddy. Um, um, Warner Brothers, just real quick. I think yeah, had you know a decent year. You know, Hogwarts came out in the beginning of the year. Had a lot of yeah. you know. Controversy, but also a lot of uh, people enjoyed it. So yeah, you can't true, you can't true. argue with the numbers there. And then Mortal Kombat one, oh, I forgot uh, they have both of those. Okay. Yeah, so uh, and then there was one other, there's one other thing. Oh yeah, Tango GameWorks. We already talked about High Five. Tango GameWorks, High Five. That shit was yep. uh, as far as I'm concerned. Random sports analogy. That's like when you got like a random motherfucker. Like either you got some somebody who comes off the bench because your star player got in, injured and they just start balling out shooting threes and you're like what the fuck or somebody just comes out and hits a grand slam who's not typically a good hitter you're like Yo, like Tom what Brady ain't it? You know what Tom Brady did back when he first started? Back when he first started, okay, okay, I was, about, I was about to say. Well, yeah, no, I'm not trying to talk. Yeah, when he took over, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he took yeah, he, over for they, that. They're in the Tom Brady situation where yeah. you know Microsoft needs some shit to drop. And I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just, you know, we're trying to wait for Starfield, but I guess we'll put Tom Brady in, a.k.a. Tango Gameworks with Hi-Fi Rush. They balling, all right? They, they balling. So we'll see if the, the trend can continue, but, you know, I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo looked like, to me, 
It looked like horse slop. No offense to any developers. That Holy to this. shit. That's great. You know, I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm just being a little, I'm, I'm being, I'm being funny here, but that shit did not look entertaining to me personally, Say a horse but I, I do have, I do have, I do have, <laughs> I do have faith in the, in their future projects now. Okay. So yeah, same here, same here. Anybody else? You want to get a get some praise off on? Gonna want to get some slander off on? Oh, uh, there's one final one. If you have, ooh. if you have anything, uh, CD Projekt Red, CD Projekt comeback story. Uh, I know everybody loved their little cyberpunk uh, patches and their the DLC specifically. I know people were very hyped about. I'm gonna find some time to get back into that shit. Probably early next year once Baldur's Gate is done. Uh, people were gassing this thing up, so they did it. They they okay. got close to the vision they originally had. You 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 look skeptical. You saying they don't deserve the praise? I mean, for starters, I thought the product was fine in the beginning. So you know, I mean, I guess there were you flaws. On but PC, you? I played on PC. I had a great time. I beat the game back when it was you know quote unquote flawed. Now I just have no motivation to go back. I'm just like, especially they telling me I got to restart the game. This don't make no sense, bro. <laughs> fair like enough. That. Fair enough. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, for the people that are getting rewarded for waiting three years or whatever the fuck, they eating. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's it for me. That's it. That's it for me as well. So with that, everybody. That'll end our final year in review episode. Let us know your grades on the publishers, on the developers. Uh, what are your highlights from the year? Um, what do you think? Who do you think needs improvement? Let us all know in the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord, as always. We, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have a little episode that drops next week. But if not, uh, look for us in the new year as we prepare to talk about our game of the year, have our little discussion, break down our list, and crown an ultimate player player game of the year 2023. With that, enjoy your holiday. Uh, before you go, though, as always, go ahead and tap in with us. If you want to know who the producer of the music for the intro was, that is Aaron Miller. You can find him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me, uh, Joseph, as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three on Twitter. You can find my co-host, Arsene, here. Pax Ars- as Pax Arsenica on Twitter or Twitch or Arsenlakpa on Instagram. But as always, if you guys want to really have the conversations, uh, tap in on a daily basis, Discord is the place to do it, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. And until next time, guys, Merry Christmas, Happy, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever, Happy Holidays, and keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>